Hello world, I'm Mr. Coates and this is Wine for the People. Alright everybody, thank you so much for joining me for episode 2 of Wine for the People. Um, and big shout out to everybody who gave me feedback and who enjoyed my first two recordings. Um, you know, once again, like I keep saying, you know, that was a big accomplishment for me. And so I really appreciate, you know, everybody reaching out to me and just saying something nice. <laughs> you know, but just all the, all the feedback, honestly, you know, like I will take it, you know, to heart and prioritize and do it as best I can for your enjoyment. Um, you know, but most of all, you know, um, yeah, just progressing through every episode, making myself better. Um, not just for your enjoyment, for for my enrichment as well, and conversely for your enrichment. You know, it's a lot of energy being given back and forth. That's the way I see this. Um, but on to business. Our second wine, which we're going to discuss um, for this episode, is a bottle of Junta. It's a Malbec from a Malbec Nouveau from Hawke's Bay, New Zealand. And it has that uh, Nouveau label because it's a fresher, younger style, you know, a lot more ripeness, a lot more fruit driving it. Um, Malbec is originally from uh, Cahors, the region in southwest France near uh, Bordeaux. It's actually one of the six grapes that are allowed in a Bordeaux blend. Um, and there will be a future episode about Bordeaux. Um, um, I really like this one and I wanted to do a red wine for my next episode. I'm not always going to just flip-flop between, you know, white, red, sparkling rosé and like some type of order. It's always about what comes to me whenever I'm tasting you guys through a bottle. Um, and there will be, you know, like series of different white wines, different red wines. Um, so yeah, I just don't want you guys to think there will be this, you know, boom, boom, pow, formulaic flow. You know, that means you listen to every episode because you won't guess what's happening next. Back to the bottle. Um, you know, uh, Malbec, you know, grows uh, in a lot of regions um, in the world. You know, like I said, it originated in France and in the mid-1850s it was brought over to uh, Argentina. Um, you know, and it was really perfected in Argentina because of the temperate climate with a lot of sun. Um, you, I spoke about how that helped the chart, the natural Chardonnay that we tasted through in my first episode. Um, but yeah, this was really a joy for me, uh, Malbec. Just a little backstory about me. When I first started at City Winery as a server, I had Malbec. You know, after the second or third glass, I realized that. You know, I caught the wine bug and it really changed my life. So it's really a joy to talk about different Malbecs. I was a little um, hesitant about choosing this one because it was from, you know, Hawke's Bay, New Zealand. Um, I'm a big fan of Marlboro Sauvignon Blancs, you know, but after reading a bit about Hawke's Bay and its temperate bay climate and, um, you know, how, the, you know, the region gets so much sun, Figured this would be really helpful for a young, fresh, fruit-driven Malbec as uh, such. 
Um, and then lastly, I uh, hope you guys were following my social media and you saw my screw cap presentation. Um, but yeah, this bottle is in a screw cap. Um, screw caps are good. Screw caps, screw caps are cool. Yeah, you may not get the most high-end, you know, fancy quote-unquote wine in a screw cap. However, don't, you know, look down on them. You know, screw caps are definitely helpful in wine storage. Um, a listener, you know, reached out to me and asked about storing her wine. And so, screw caps, you know, if you have a bottle you're not going to finish, you can feel safe about, you know, storing it for, you know, four to five days in the screw cap. Otherwise, if you want to store it longer, you definitely want to figure out a way to displace the air that's in the bottle after opening, you know, and closing again. And there'll be more episodes about that as well. Just these are teasers for you to keep listening. But we're staying focused on this Malbec. And so now we're going to go into the, you know, sight, smell, taste portion. Yes, I have a glass pour. So you're going to go through it in this recording with me sort of live. Um, you know, at this point, you might want to just pause the podcast, pour your own glass. Hopefully it's a Malbec that you got. Hopefully you get them all back after you listen to this and listen again and we taste through it. Um, keep in mind, this is a Malbec from New Zealand. It's a 2018, super duper young. You might not find a lot of New Zealand Malbecs. Um, I got this once again at Bedvine um, Brew uh, or Bedvine uh, Brewing Spirits um, in Bedside, Brooklyn. Uh, shout out to Bruz Go Mob once again. Um, but yeah, we're about to get into how this wine tastes. Welcome back to Wine for the People. Now we're on to the sight, smell, taste portion or color, nose, palette portion. Um, if you really want to use like wine terms, <laughs> uh, you don't have to. Um, I'll use some, but not like way too many. But um. Just getting in the color. Uh, this is a Malbec, so it's a it's gonna have a deeper, you know, um, <clears throat> purple. It's vibrant because it's young, but it's still purple. So it's like purple, but very bright, vibrant purple. Um, has a lot of like life. Um, it's also opaque, which you know lets us know that the wine is gonna be at least medium body. Lighter red wines definitely have know more um, translucence you know could not so much transparent that's more so white wines or sparkling wines but yeah definitely you know translucent you know you can maybe sometimes see through to the other side on a lighter red wine but not with this one um, I really enjoy the color though it's a beautiful color um, I feel like it does represent the wine very well. It's it's dark, but you know it still has some life, and so it has like some mystery and, and vibrancy. It's just like it's, it's hiding something big. Um, and yeah, throughout the show, I'll be using those types of descriptors, giving my own spin on it. Because above all, you know, since wine is hit so many senses and the experience is so many senses, you know, I feel like, you know, we need to, we should be able to step outside the box when it comes to certain descriptors. Um, 
but just uh, moving back into the actual uh, sensory um, notes, you know. So we got the note, uh, we got the color, you know, as um, the color shows us, it's a fuller body, medium to full body, young, red wine. Um, On to the nose. You know, this is the part where, like I said, um, I said in an Instagram story in my last episode, you want to get your nose inside the entire glass. I won't repeat this too much, but I will repeat it enough so it sticks. You want to get your nose inside the glass. You want to have the, you know, top part of the glass touching the bridge of your nose when you taste. So, you might have heard me smell it. I said that you wouldn't, but you might have. You know, um, this recording device picks up pretty well. But um, on the nose, I got um. You know, actually, I, I got medium cooked meat, like some gamey meat, like lamb. Um, you know, yeah, something that has been cooked already. It's been grilled already. You know, I got that smell, um, you know, which is not uncommon with Malbecs. Um, also got baking spice. Um, it's smoky. You know, I got some boysenberry. It's just overall, um, you know, and, and just like a subtle yet wild, you know, note like this was something that had been out in the wild and had enjoyed like a, a full life in the wild before being captured in the bottle. Um, th- this is not an organic wine. This is uh, not a natural wine. Um, they do use organic practices with um, decibel wines and the wineries under that umbrella. Um, however, this is not certified. It's just because it's from New Zealand, they tend to be more towards that or, you know, um, environmentally friendly side. So now we're going to move from the nose to the palate. And this is where you get to hear that weird sound of me airwaying the wine. First, going to swirl it up in the glass. You might catch that also. Maybe not so much. So what I did was um, switch the wine around in my mouth so that it got to all the tasting zones on my palate. And then I made sure I aerated the wine in my mouth some so I can get the full burst of flavor. Um, With this palate, you know, the first thing I get, you know, especially after swishing around in my mouth is that softer, you know, but, you know, ever present uh tannins you know they're not real intense but they are present they are there it's like oh hello tannins how are you um but not overwhelming not you know um not like a cabernet you know like the big bold cabernet that we know and love so well or or like a bordeaux that could you know really be intense in your mouth in a good way a lot of times especially with the higher quality but you know, some people are not into that level of tannins. And if you're not into a high level of tannins, this Malbec is definitely your friend. Um, <clears throat> so as far as like mid palate fruit wise, I get blackberry, black currant, which is kind of like blackberry jam. Or blackberry molasses. And it's awesome. 
didn't have to change Yeah, that was a classic um, My rendition, don't mind me But yeah, yeah, kind of like Blackberry Molasses That's This wine is that characteristic, it's cool like that um, It's not too acidic, I would say it's medium You know, you also get on the back pile and in the finish You get this raisin equality um, It kind of reminds me of uh, Namarone with that raisin quality, but it is not as thick and as lasting. Um, but the finish is smooth, you know, it's easy. Um, one of the things I like about Malbecs, and this tends to like, you know, be the same no matter where it's from, is the really smooth, easy finish. You know, it's pleasant, you know, like a Zinfandel, but I feel like it's actually a little sexier than a Zinfandel because the fruit, you know, is not so um, <clears throat> present. Whereas with the Zinfandel, you get like a real fruity, easy finish. The Malbec, it's really just a smooth, sexy finish, you know. All the flavors really just tone themselves down easily. And then the tannins just kind of ride out you know, on your palate. Um, you know, I'm into it, actually. Um, and so I'm gonna um, just give you my conclusion on this wine, um, but yeah, this Malbec didn't disappoint me. And so everybody, um, in conclusion, you know, I feel like this is a good young Malbec. I really think you should try. Um, and yeah, I feel like, you know, for my introduction into Malbecs in New Zealand, yeah, this is a definite two thumbs up for me. Um, the freshness is what really sold me. It's very desirable for this spring season. Um, and yeah, for the next few weeks, since we, you know, had such a such a winter that, you know, played with us, that, you know, dangled the good weather in front of us and then took it away and hit us with a lot of cold, I think this spring is much appreciated. So I'm going to highlight a lot of good spring wines over the next few episodes. Um, <clears throat> as far as the food pairing, uh, this definitely goes well with grilled or smoked meats. Um, you know, and, you know, since it is spring, a lot of people are going to be breaking out those barbecue grills real soon. You know, um, I definitely recommend that you pair this, you know, with your, with the, the grilled selections, especially if you have like a, a barbecue sauce with a little kick to it. Uh, nothing overly spicy, but, you know, this wine is fruit driven enough where a bit of a kick you know, can be a real, real good time. Um, it also, you know, since it has the body, it pairs well with pungent, uh, you know, soft cheeses, you know, also with blue cheese and those in the family. But um, if you're in a Gorgonzola, this will definitely make you pretty happy. Um, and so, that's it for this uh, Malbec this week. This is episode two of Wine for the People. Um, I just want to take time to highlight my social media. I need as many follows as possible. Um, eventually, I'm going to convert everything to a Wine for the People social media 
uh, pages, you know, for Instagram, Facebook. I'm going to get back on Twitter just for this podcast. Um, but right now, follow me on Instagram at Mr. Coates, the number three. That's at Mr. Coates, number three. Um, on Facebook, um, Randall Coates. Um, you know, I really want you guys to connect with me. Um, you know, in fact, connecting with me is a one-way ticket to getting interviews, as well as giving me feedback. Like I said, the feedback I've gotten so far has been amazing. I really appreciate everyone, you know, for just taking time. That have, Everyone that has listened, taking time. Everyone that gave me a like, gave me a share, gave me a shout out. You know, and those that asked me questions about wine, those that have asked me before, you know, and lastly, those that, like I said, give me that direct feedback and, you know, are vibing with me. Um, This is about to be a wave, y'all. Trust me. Um, But with all that said, this is episode two of Wine for the People. I have 998 to go. I'll see y'all next time. I'm signing out. Peace and love, everybody.